There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Kelly morning after. She gets four likes on every post. Is that right? Is that all? That's it. Four? And only one that does it is Bismarck Mac or whatever. I'm pretty sure. Who is Bismarck Mac? He's like a burner for her. Sounds like a poker player. Not a bad name. Oh, no. Here comes old Bismarck Mac. (laughs) Yep. He's got a big stack of chips. Probably got aces up his sleeve. Wearing a cowboy hat. Mm -hmm. Point corkins. (laughs) Burst through the saloon doors. Here comes Bismarck Mac. Just laying down in chips and everybody folds. Mm -hmm. Welcome back. It is the Ryan Kelly Morning After. This is the start of our 8 o'clock hour here at 8.51. And we are in the Michelob Ultra Studios, 95 calories. 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn Plowhawk. That's it. Jackson's not here. He's on a flight to Las Vegas. Iggy's not here. He's reviewing... uh, well, I'm waiting for Q4 Iggy, projections. Iggy to get in so I can go podcast if I leave here and go in the studio. Just Doug and Tim hanging out. And I can't, I can't well, subject you two to that. So I can. So I can the podcast stay hasn't been uploaded. Oh. Well, not like well, no. Oh, well, for no. one, it's an hour and forty minutes, so it's gonna take a while anyway. See, there's Iggy. So now we can put right. it up. We'll be up in ten minutes. Okay. Uh, the Rolling Cuck is pissed that you didn't play Ween, Blowhawk. Oh, I don't care. No, we're not. We don't care about anything care. anymore. Please, I'll be back. I think they were just in okay. town. The uh, Wayne brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Where would they have played? Factory, I think. Like, were they at the factory? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Where's the damn podcast? Oh, Jackson leaves for an hour, and everybody forgets how to do their jobs. That's from DraftKings Cal. Well, it is. If you got time to listen, we are on the air right now. Isn't that? But, it the would, same thing? but the show and, like, every little nuance of the show is so important that if you tune in now, you will have missed the first, okay. you know, it's like missing a plot. I don't know. Sometimes the subject changes, but they get so fast they give you a whiplash. <laughs> Guys, the segment where plowsy wealth shames people should be sponsored each week. That's from the Crystal City Clam Hammer. <laughs> Eight's rich people. The really successful ones who have done stupid things like open business and employ people and provide them health insurance. It's those bastards that we have to get. Stephen Wildwood says something's going on with the audio. Oh, no, there is something going on. Paulie's working on it. Oh. Iggy, you know anything about the audio? I don't. 
<laughs> there was a time when you did, though. Well, right? when I was a producer, yeah, I did. But yeah, I, but now you're not a producer. No, you don't mind me. I'm just getting ready for DraftKings. I'm pulling up an, another screen for you and putting another team in there. Mine are already in there, so. Okay. Uh, Stephen Wilder says, is something going on with the audio? We had two bottles of wine with dinner on Saturday at Hamilton's before the Muni. Stag's Leap, and it was $129, and it was incredible. Wine is some people like things. Yeah. By the way, big recommendation for Hamilton Steakhouse. Worth the trip there, Steve Wildwood. No, where is that? I don't know. I think I said Stag's Leap is 100 bucks. Didn't I say that? I don't know I what you said. Know. I don't know. You got to have some money to throw around, though, if you're buying wine at that expensive well yeah i mean you could probably buy it at the store for 25 you're buying if you're paying a hundred dollars a restaurant it's probably a 25 dollar bottle of wine oh. and how long do you enjoy it just for that one little sip i mean it's gone five seconds later right well i've never drank a whole bottle by myself usually have it with friends so maybe a glass or two but i mean for anybody who buys an expensive wine the taste that you're enjoying is only however many sips you take well, and each yeah. sip, well, yeah. well, the enjoyment is what, five seconds? Well, when you go get a ribeye, a cowboy ribeye for 80 bucks, you're going to enjoy that for days to come unless you're eating your poop. Well, I beg your pardon? The you're, last part of the sentence. Well, you, you enjoy it till it's gone. It's an expensive steak. It's tremendous. Yeah. Like Wagyu beef. God, it's the best steak I ever had. But it also provides... Once it's gone, I'm done. Nutritional benefits. Well, and wine gives you a nice little buzz. That's not a nutritional benefit. I'm sure it's got some nice uh, carbohydrates in there and some iron. <laughs> it's got iron? Magnesium. Yeah. So that's why you're drinking the wine. You're, you're, drinking the it iron. For, you're drinking it for the taste. It's a good wine. I mean, there's some wines that are terrible. I'm not going to go out to dinner and order a bottle of Boone's Farm. Why not? Oh, this is great. No, it sucks. Oh. If it had a different label on it, could you tell, though? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be able to name the wine. Now, uh... It was kind of, I think it was last summer. Uh, me and some of our Brentwood High School friends got together. Keith Cornfeld. Lipsitz? Uh, no, Lipsitz was Clayton. Like Gail Volva. He passed, he passed away. <laughs> he was Clayton High School. What that noise? Uh, Keith Cornfeld, who's the brother of Gary Cornfeld. Steve Wildwood the says there's an audio issue. I don't know. Um, I think Greg Bennett was over there. Mark Kurtz was over there. We got to run down the whole roster of Brentwood High alums? But we, we all, we're, it was a wine tasting night, so okay. we all brought a bottle of wine. All right. I happened bring to bring, I happened to bring the the most expensive because my friend at, Because uh, your tastes are, no. are at a different level. It's no, my, li my, li right. my liquor a friend. sophisticated palate. My liquor friend uh, gave me a bottle. So I brought that. Yeah. Who's Iggy's liquor friend going to be at that? <laughs> Everybody. My liquor friend. All six of us, we did a blind taste. We just put a piece of paper over it and put one, two, three, four, five, six. Sure you did, yeah. Everybody picked that wine. They did. Because it was a tremendous wine. So you were the hero of the night. No, the other ones were good, but we all picked that bottle as being the best. Yeah. So you can you can taste the difference between a good wine and a crappy wine. Yeah. Well, your liquor friend did you right that night. But I couldn't have told you what the name of the wine was that we all drank. No. Oh, this is a, this is a Rothschild. Well, but it's nice to have connections in the liquor industry. Well, it's good for what I use it for, for my booze bin at Gobble Bowl. Yeah. And thanks to Biff every year for donating the wheelbarrow. But we fill that up with the people I know in the industry. Timmy Burkhart's always nice to me. Yeah. Michael Kunderman's always nice to me. Um, so I get a lot of nice bottles of booze. And usually my liquor guy will always say, this is for you. And he'll hand me a bottle of wine and a bottle of 12-year-old Chevis or 
Glenn Fittich, whatever. He says, I know you like scotch. This is for you. Huh. <laughs> so somebody wheels an entire wheelbarrow full of booze out of that bowling alley. For you. Yeah. That's pretty sick. I, I couldn't, and I haven't consumed an entire wheelbarrow load of booze in my lifetime. Well, most people have a, a bar. Yeah. Where they stock it up and then people come over, they have booze. Yeah. I have quite a lot of booze and I hardly drink. What do you do with it all? When people come over, I, they want a cocktail, go to the bar. Who's coming over? The guys that live next door, the 15 of them that just no, moved in? they're not coming over. No. <laughs> Would you have a nice party for them? No. House for me. You'd make them feel more like part of the neighborhood. No, I really don't care for any of them. Oh. They're, they're still not. standing around your place? I haven't been outside in two days. I ain't going on this stuff. But did you re-sign the lease? Uh, I don't know. I have it. Don't do it. Move. It's time to move. How could it get any worse? I don't know. Winter's coming, so... So, so what? Winter's four months away. I won't see them that often. And I'm guessing they probably are... I'm, pro I'm guessing they probably aren't going to stay that long. You don't know that. Well, none of them, none of them moved in furniture. So I don't know so how gave, long you they, can sleep in a sleeping bag. They don't have furniture. Yeah, because that tells me they're not going to stay very long. You can't you can't live in a place very long without furniture. After that, there'll be squatters. You can't hardly get them out. Did you yeah. see that story that was on the news last night? There's a, a an immigrant couple that have lived on the sidewalk of somebody in South City for two years now. They pitch a, this tiny little tent and have all their belongings right on the guy's sidewalk in his front front yard. Can't get rid of them. Hmm. Oh, I saw that in Denver a lot too. I see now. How would you deal with that? 44 in Hampton. Like, you, you'll you be able to see it 44 once you pass the Hampton exit. Also, when you're getting on Hampton to go 44 eastbound, yeah. there is, I've never seen quite a camping setup like this before. This guy got it set up to where he. Oh, so he's, like, living there? Yeah, he got, like, he got his own clothesline from, like, that fence line <laughs> to where he's like. Doing laundry. Hang, hung laundry. He has two lawn chairs, a huge tent. You've got a better setup than I've, I've, I have when I camp for a weekend. Does he do right off there, 44 East Side in Hampton? There. Does he pick that spot because that's where he begs? He gets out and then he. I don't know what I don't know begs? what the. Uh, I, I, I I didn't see the person there. I just saw the stuff when I'm driving by, um, and I haven't noticed it recently. So it has to have been a new setup. If you're gonna do that, wouldn't wouldn't it be better like to pitch that tent in a park? I don't think you can well, in a park, and you got to be located by well, gas stations and by people for. A lot of to reason. do the begging. Yeah, like you're not going to beg to a bear in the middle of the woods. No, in like but St. Francis. I mean, you could walk. The Crystal City Clamhammer says he's calling in. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care anymore. There's, the phone isn't. The ready. podcast is up. It should be up. It it may take a little bit, but it's yeah, processing. If, you, if you're going to be homeless, um, you go find a nice park where, like, Creepcore Park has big woods. Yeah. You could pitch a tent or hang to in there somewhere. And nobody's going to see you. Nobody's going through those woods hiking. Um, now, you can't eat the fish in that place because it's so polluted. But if it was a lake that was clean, you just come down in the morning, catch a fish or two, go back up into the woods, make, a little, a, fish or two. make a little fire, have some fish, yeah. you know, get some of that iodine where you can take some of the water out of Creekcorp Lake and then put the iodine in there and shake it and get a, all the pollutants Who's, and the who bacteria. Who carries iodine with them? Well, if you're going to be homeless, I mean... If you're homeless, well, you're, if you're, homeless you're trading iodine for, like, well, a can, cigarette. Yeah, you can just go beg until you get enough money to buy some iodine. Where are you going to get the iodine? You can buy it at any drugstore. Really? Yeah, it's just... 
And the homeless people, you think, have all that figured out? My mom used to put that stuff on cuts and poison ivy, I think. Well, your mom had her act together. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, well, If you're I'd... homeless, there's probably a, a major mental problem that's going on there. Not necessarily. Some people are just lazy, don't want to work, and they'd rather be homeless. Well, most most of the homeless have got some mental issues going. Or, or major Well, the fact is, if you don't have mental issues and you're homeless, I would I would find a park that's got a lake. Tell you who's lazy is whoever made that Florida Gator documentary. God, I was <laughs> so, subjects. so okay. damn excited about the documentary yeah. to come out, and I watched it, and it couldn't have been more boring. I could problem? not believe. They, they didn't touch anything. Is that the Urban Meyer one? Yeah, nothing worth anything, dude. You could tell Urban Meyer had his hands Oh, was he involved deep. With it? it had to have, because they didn't touch on anything. The Pouncey twin, they named Aaron Hernandez once, and it was for him like a, a bar fight. They mentioned that for maybe 30 seconds. None of it, man. It was one of the most... Hyped up document. I, I've never watched a worth documentary, I don't think. <laughs> really? In terms of what they could have done, how many players on that team either got arrested, like have a lot of storylines, didn't touch any of them, bro. It's just Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. And they paint Urban Meyer as if he's like a human being that has any sort of soul. It's just weird, man. <laughs> and if you read like, the it, caption. It's really a bad documentary. I would recommend not even wasting your time. Really? It does nothing. So it, it, it follows nothing. It follows a national championship run, and it followed three or four players on the 06 team that were seniors, and one was a freshman, Brandon Spike, Spikes, and I think, uh, or Brandon Sower, and I forgot what the other one. But it was just bad, man. What they could have done, it was a four-episode part. Like, it was just bad. You're I was excited. It was horrible. If you read the caption on Netflix when they say just released, it, it's making it sound like it's going to be a blockbuster yep. on this terrible person. That's what I wanted it to be, and it, it just, they didn't touch anything, man. They did about five minutes of the arrest of the Florida player during that time. It was like a five-minute, nobody got in trouble, and that was it. So I would recommend if you're looking for a good documentary, you know avoid that like the plague. I started, I started watching the other day. The first episode of season two of that Lakers show. Oh, that, yeah. Winning time. And I didn't like it. You, did you like the first season? I did. I liked the first season. Oh, the season. second season's taking a turn? It, it just, is as not I watched good. It, it's it, not good? It is not good. It's just, no. It's yeah. just so exaggerated and silly. Like, they, Magic hurts his knee, and he's in a cast, and he's making love to a girl, and, and she's going to have to stop because the cast bothers her, and we're supposed to feel bad for Magic now. Oh, no. Yeah. It, cast, it, was she naked? Any nudity? Yeah. It was, was. Yeah. But the whole thing is, it. come on. Did I see really? that Jeff Perlman, Doug? Do you know who Jeff Perlman is? I'm, I'm He's no, the author no of Showtime. And so he has been uh, he has been going on a quest here on the Twitter tweets to uh, try to get people to watch it because he is worried it is going to not get renewed and then not be able to complete the story. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Give the recommendation to watch. I thought it was stupid. Uh, he said, I just want to say, as I do with books, I will happily appear on any all outlets to talk winning time. I love this show, believe in the show, and want us to continue on. So feel free to hit me up. PR, PR, PR. That's from Jeff Perlman. So I guess we could probably be able to book him. You probably could, yeah. It must be the ratings aren't very good. I think that's the issue. Yeah, and they, they still paint Jerry West as a raging lunatic and... Every time Magic is talking about how he's going to take over the team from Kareem, Kareem just happens to be right behind him and hearing what he says. I said, come on. It, it's, it's so you did like the first season, but this one? Yeah, this one is I think just, there's three episodes out so far. I haven't watched them yet. I was re-watching the first season. Actually, I was doing some of that yesterday in because I loved Sunday nights watching Winning Time last year. Yeah. But you're telling me it's going to be uh, disappointing. 
Well, I've heard other people say they enjoy oh, it. Oh, is that right? So watch, watch it yourself. And you said you watched one episode? I like the whole first season. But I, I mean, got a kick out you of watch it. one I episode? I the first one. Okay, well, that's a lot of, a lot of these eight, seven-part series takes a little while to get going. The first one or two is... I mean, if that was the case with Game of Thrones, I'd never watch Game of Thrones. I thought the first two episodes were, like, boring as hell. Well, maybe it gets better, but I won't be around to see it because I, I thought the first episode was just so cheesy and overdone and exaggerated that I yeah, wasn't very interesting. I'm watching something now that I'm glad I continued watching it. A lot of people watch it. I'd never seen it before, Fargo. The yeah. first season has Billy Bob Thornton. The first two episodes, I said, God, this has got to get better. This is This is stupid. And now I'm in the final episode of season one. It's tremendous. You got it knocked out. Yeah, there's four seasons, um, but I haven't watched the final episode. But if I would if I would have done what you did and said this sucks after one or two episodes, I yeah. would have turned it off. I said I can't watch this. Well, I don't I don't have that much time to sit and watch. I'm not gonna if I watch for an hour and I don't like it, I'm not gonna keep watching. Yeah, the next episode episode two is worse. Is it? It uh, sucks too. Yeah, because I loved the first this season. Sucks. I wonder what happened. I think that Doug is exactly what they 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 brought up too much drama and nonsense in the places that it didn't need drama or yeah. nonsense. Yeah. I, I I just you could tell they're trying a little too hard, and certainly comes off because I the first season was one of my favorite shows. I mean, yeah. just how they portrayed I it. it. I wasn't alive kind of in the early to mid '80s when the Lakers and the you know Showtime were kind of getting up and running. So it was interesting for me, but yeah, it's all. A little bit it's too just, much drama. It it's on Showtime, right? Yeah, uh, winning time. It's on HBO. So you can't watch the whole thing. You gotta wait. It's week wait. by week. Yeah, it's week okay. by week. Yeah. At one point, one of the agents, I guess, that Magic didn't like, comes to his boyhood home, and his father tells him to get out, and his mother, who's always been very prim and proper and nice, when he's left, calls him an MF'er, and they're just so happy for her. They're, they gather around her and they applaud her for saying that. It's like, come on, this is so stupid. <laughs> So stupid. Yeah, I, I feel like they're trying to make it longer than what it needs to be. I'm sure yeah. four seasons would be, you know, probably just right, but you don't need those storylines that you have right now. That's the problem with the week-to-week thing. That's why I like Hulu and Netflix. It's all at once. Because if you watch the first episode and you think it sucks, uh, I got a week to wait, and you just kind of say, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. Screw yeah. it. You got a week. At least if it's already completed, you can watch That's why I wait for seasons to get done. Then I watch them because then I can just go straight to season uh, number two or three. And if it still sucks after that, then okay, I've seen enough. Although you know, the first episode of Sopranos wasn't just great either, where it's got all the ducks in the pool. I got the what in the world? Yeah. Well, when you start an episode of him talking to Melfi, just fast forward every time he's in there. Well, no, I thought that was important. That was that was the way to guide the story, to let you know exactly what he's thinking. I know some of those were fun, but some of them were just boring as hell. Uh, Maggie O'Brien's is fun. It's not boring as hell. No, it's part of it's because Eddie McVeigh. Part of it's because of the great service, the great food. Part of it's because of the location with the Union Station next to them, right across the street from the Doggies House, and then also Bush Stadium. Cardinals playing some good ball, so you can go down there and take that in. Uh, Padres and Cardinals. Maybe a little NLCS preview starting on Monday, Doug. Really? I think so. They got eight dollar tickets for that game. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, those doggies are hot. And um, Eddie McVeigh and his family will take great care of you at the downtown location of Maggie O'Brien's and in Sunset Hills. It's Maggie O'Brien's 
And uh, they cater as well. They've catered parties for my family. They can do the same for you. Maggie O'Brien, support the sponsors, a wonderful sponsor here of TMA. Send your emails in. We're giving away tickets to the Blues game on November 7th against Winnipeg. That is the prize for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. It comes your way at 945. Matt Rocchio and I will deal with a situation down the hallway. You should have to. Uh, I'm anxious to see how he performs. You know, Jackson comes up with these six questions every day. It's sponsored by Angry Beaver. And uh, will Matt Rocky will be able to carry that momentum that Jackson has with the uh, Angry Beaver Lil Pedals? Is it the Sports Business Newsletter, Doug? Yeah, Is that what he that's does? What it was on Wednesday. I thought it was a wide berth Wednesday. Yeah, we got Dick Vermeil on tomorrow. Oh, he'll be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking. He's to one him. of my all-time. Favorites. He really is. One of the best. And yeah, and still. Full of energy. No. Geez, he must be mid-80s by this. And is he in Napa or did he move back to Philadelphia? Uh, I think he has a farm outside of Philadelphia yeah. Yeah, and, his, a, and his, a winemaking business in his winery is, 86. Uh, yeah, his winery is in Napa, but he's I think he still lives in Philly. Yeah, what a great guy. Great, great guy. Yeah. I really miss him. Went into the Hall of Fame in 22. Who yeah. else from that team is going into the Hall of Fame, Doug? Uh, Tory Holt, I guess the only I one would left. Say so. right? He'll get in eventually, yeah. Oh, he should with the numbers. He'll get in. Yeah, but he's not in yet. But he will. Anybody be else? Eventually. Are we missing anybody else? He's Tory Holt's been a finalist, and from yeah. what I thought I read, everyone who ever got to be a finalist eventually got in. Oh, is that right? Really? I think. I think that's true. Well, Coriel should have been a long time ago. He finally got in after being a finalist like nine years in a row. Yeah. Yeah, Holt again. I don't think we're missing anybody, are we? I'm thinking through it. Yeah. Pace is in there. Rolodex. Isaac Bruce is in there. Marshall Falk is in there. Warner's in there. I was thinking about Jose Aquino going into the Cardinal Hall of Fame, as, mostly as a coach. Wouldn't Dave Duncan have an argument for that? Yes. Absolutely. He's always said Absolutely. they, they send broadcasters, they send every everything else to the Baseball Hall of Fame, managers, but never a coach. Yeah, a lot of people think that, you know, if they're putting managers in, pitching coaches should get in too, and he should be in the Cooperstown. Uh, yeah, I think he's... The gold standard for pitching coaches, isn't he? I yeah. guess Leo Mazzoni had a pretty good run there in Arizona or Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know who else would be considered better than Dave Duncan. Uh, guys, uh, will London Fletcher get in the Hall of Fame? That's from the last Quaalude. I don't think so. God, we're letting everybody in, aren't we? I don't think he was. <laughs> we're just opening the door and letting them all in. He was a very good player when he was here. Absolutely. I'm not sure his career lasted long enough with big enough numbers. I thought he had a big career when he got to Washington. I think he's only. I think the he only. My nurse know. I that? think he was only in one pro, Pro Bowl. I think I'm I. Not I sure. remember a lot of people saying, as good as he is, he's this, he's been in one Pro Bowl. I wish we could go a couple of years without having any Hall of Famers inducted. Like, I think that shows, hey, we're just not letting everybody in. Yeah. We're going to, you know, if this person isn't worthy, it's not worthy. Having to, being forced to induct a certain amount every year gets you to where the Cardinals are at right now, where red jackets are being handed out like candy or bobbleheads outside the stadium. Oh, it's not that So, frequent. like, what used to be prestigious and hard to get into, now it's just a, a revolving door of average to above average player getting in to a hall of fame it, it's i i just don't like how it's gone london fletcher uh four pro bowls four pretty I, good I, I mean i bet two or three of them were like those last three or four years in the league no doesn't matter he was still yeah but i don't player. think he got those years that we all thought he was really good he never got in pro bowls he just doesn't seem to me maybe i'd think different if i looked at all of his numbers just doesn't seem to me like a hall of fame player maybe i'm off wasn't there a year in Major League Baseball that were at Cooperstown? They, they had two years that nobody got in except for like the old timer and maybe the 
Ford Frick, the no player, went in? I don't remember. I don't know. I think maybe that's when they changed the voting criteria to make sure somebody got in. Uh, possibly, because I'm sure there's a lot of money at stake for oh, yeah. holding all those events and having the TV show. Oh, yeah. yeah you don't want to go to Cooperstown to see name some player from 1890 that got in from the old-timers and... Naple Joy. You know, Naple Joy. And some writer got in, like Tracy Rigglesby. Yeah. Tracy Rigglesby taking heat. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody's going to Cooperstown to see Tracy Rigglesby again unless you no. live in Colorado. My good friend and best TMA caller, Steve, in Ballpark Village, took me to the Doggies game Sunday. Great time. Now that I'm moving downtown, we'll get to hang out more. Must be Beer Cats. You know, downtown, by the Enterprise Center, not King's Highway. <laughs> That's from Beer Cats, Doug. He won the January Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month. Right. Yeah, I said it's Midtown, and I do believe the name on your building says Midtown. Beer, you know Beer Cats building? I think that's it. Doug, you know Beer Cat's building. I don't. I have drive really down right it. where it is there by Union Station, and on the top of the building it says Midtown. I could be wrong, but yeah, you just you suck up wherever you can get oh. free. Mm. Like Stephen Wildwood, you suck up to Biff to get up to his apartment. Yeah. freaking. There is a fruit fly in here. Yeah, I saw him. And I'm about to burn down the damn studio. Oh, come on now. Dang it, just don't overreact to it. Mm. He was over here jumping around in my theory. How can for you tell a, while. a fruit fly from a regular fly? Uh, He's eating an apple. That's just correct. the smallness of it, and I don't know. I just know it's a fruit fly. Oh, well, you're the so one with the annoying. farm experience. I'm sure you would know. Girls have taints. Boys have chodes. That's from their recovering oh, alcohol. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is that Why would he send us such a thing? Is that right? No, but we both I'm have... I'm not going to look into it. That skin between the butthole is still called the same thing oh! for both um, sexes. I don't even know what a chode is. Okay. <laughs> is that a grundle? What's a grundle? Bill's grundle. Don't wonder these things out loud. I thought it was a grundle. I think that's that skin piece, Doug, from Don't for us, from it'd be like the edge of the sack to the start of the body. Uh, Can't they cut, a, cut that off with a circumcision? Along with the Why circumcision? Why would you cut it off? No, then you would have just one big butthole that, like, right. you need that separation. Yeah, you have a linear hole. you got to have a divider. Veronica Avlov, I feel like, has that. I think she, is she prolapsed? I don't know. I feel like that might have happened. I wanted to let you know. I just thought of this last night, and I did for Tim. We'll you see another Hall of Fame? Uh, no, Brown I University? I reached out to my guys at uh, Motley, Motley Models. Motley uh, Models? Motley Models. Doesn't sound like a Set great name for a modeling agency. <laughs> no, and I put a uh, put a request in to see if we could get uh, Ella Reese. Oh, dog, Ella Reese. You put a request in to see if you get Ella Reese in? I know, it's Tim's favorite. In studio. No, oh, I mean, no. or the phone, but unless she's in town, but I don't think she's featuring here anytime soon. Do you know if Ella Reese is featuring? I haven't seen her schedule. I haven't reached out to Wolf in a while to see who's at Penthouse or Hustler Club. <laughs> huh, well, you've been slacking. Yeah. No, I'm not producing anymore. <laughs> but I'll get a porn star on here and there if I can. <laughs> Why? I know Tim enjoys them, and so do I. Ella Reese. Not just oh, any, I mean, a particular. Yeah, not just any porn yeah, star. I mean, they got to be, you know, if Abella Danger was in town, we try to get her. Ella just Reese. because of her popularity, Doug. Yeah. It's good for the show. It's good for yeah, the it's numbers. Good for, it's good for our brand, yeah, yeah, when we got it's good for our brand. Sure, the big time porn stars with millions of followers. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll close out this 8 o'clock hour at 9 16. Uh, it is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.